Welcome to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Megan Scott. Megan is a second year student in the full-time MBA class 2023, and she is also the president of BBSA. That's the Black Business Student Association. Megan and I recently connected to talk more about her background, her decision to pursue an MBA, what led her to Darden, what her first year was like, her summer internship, plans for BBSA in the year ahead, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Megan Scott. Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brett. I'm happy to be here. It's great to have you here. Um, How are you doing? How's everything going? (laughs) They're doing good. Everything is pretty good. Um, You know, they call it second year best year, but so far it's been second year busy year. (laughs) The summer internship um, process is very different than the school year. So getting back into things and finally getting my groove, it, it it felt like it kind of took a couple of weeks, but you know, now I'm doing pretty good and excited to be, you know, halfway through Q1 almost. Yeah, you do hear from folks who come on the podcast who are at this juncture, they're in their second year. You do hear that second year, best year. And I guess you're picking your classes, you're choosing how you want to spend your time, you're really directing your energy and attention to those things that, you know, maybe for you personally are our priorities as you close out your MBA experience. Why do you think um, that that's the language that gets thrown around? Uh, second year, best year. Um, certainly for all of the things that you just mentioned, being able to craft your, your schedule, um, maybe taking all of your classes on two days of the week instead of four is something that a few of my peers have done, which I'm slightly jealous of at certain moments. But then when I see them here from 8 a.m. to, you know, into the evening, I'm kind of not as envious. But I also think that there's an element of um, confidence in understanding yourself, where you are at this stage. I I remember first year that I was very, I guess you could say, um, a little bit unsure of where I stood here in the Darden community. Uh, I didn't really have a friend group, this new environment, new city from where where I'm from or where I lived previously before coming here. And so it, it took a little bit of time for me to truly feel comfortable where I could, you know, feel comfortable exploring and, and really just in putting myself out there in new ways. And so I think the second year best year term or phrase rather, it more so comes from just feeling more comfortable and confident in who you are and what you have going on on campus. It kind of feel like your best self in a way. I like that. Um, the arc and the journey from where you started to where you are now, that, that's a lot of growth. So let's go back in time a little bit and talk about your background and your story. So what did you do uh, before coming to Darden? Tell us about you. Yeah, so I grew up in Lansing, Michigan, which is the capital city, very close to Michigan State. Um, I was a part of the public school system, so the academics weren't very challenging, and I, I did pretty well as valedictorian in my high school, and I went to the University of Pennsylvania undergrad, and I loved Philadelphia. I stayed there for a total of 12 years, if you include my undergrad experience as well. I actually thought I wanted to be a doctor, then changed my mind a couple of times and ended up graduating as an English major with a cinema studies minor at Penn. And I started to work in a consulting firm, a boutique consulting firm where their whole methodology was around linguistics. But at a certain point while I was there, there was a need to bring in more business for the company. And so shortly after being there, I got very much so involved in sales. And 
the majority of my career before coming to Darden was actually in technology sales or consulting services sales. And so I worked at, um, after leaving the consulting firm, I worked at a startup that ended up getting purchased by PayPal, which is really exciting to, you know, be a part of an actual like acquisition and seeing, you know, everything be rebranded and all of that, which is really cool. And then I uh, ventured off into another company that was an HR technology company. Um, so all business to business sales. And then um, I did some pro bono work for one of my prospects before coming to Darden. And, and then I found myself here. So I, at a certain point, I kind of knew that the level of product I was selling, there was somewhat of a gap in my knowledge of business and being able to actually speak the language to you know, sell them this expensive product that would make a difference for their company. I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty decent at being persuasive, but there's a, a financial language that I did not understand. And over time, I realized I really sort of enjoyed hearing the stories and listening in, to the experiences of the people who worked in finance. So I knew that I, as I was going to transition my career into something, whether it be a higher salesperson or going into a different field that I wanted something finance related. So that business, general business acumen was what I was seeking. And I decided to seek it out at Darden. So um, Megan, I'm curious, how did Darden get on your radar? Yes. So it actually got on my radar in a couple of different ways. I've been out of school at a, this point for about eight years. So I knew that I wanted to be a part of a sort of interactive learning environment and the case method really appealed to me. I also kind of knew that I wanted to be in a little bit of a warmer climate. So this was between the case method and just the way that I felt like I would really learn very well from my peers and be able to contribute to the conversation and the warm climate, that those were two things that certainly attracted me. And then also I actually have relatives from the area. So when I was thinking about applying to schools and had dropped Darden's name to my dad, he actually mentioned that we had some family from the area. And through doing some research and actually submitting our records to the researcher um, who did the really the composition of the families who are descendants of the slaves who built UVA, we found that our family actually are descendants of the then slave laborers who, who built the campus. And so from that respect too, I was even more so pulled in to apply because I, you know, I, I know that at that point in time in, in their lives, thinking back to how it must've been when this university was being built, probably never envisioned that one of their ancestors could be here and learning here and a part of like the graduate school here. So it's, it, it meant a little bit more to me to come here as well. Yeah, that is a, a very powerful narrative. You also consider your story within the arc of that, that full history. We started out talking a little bit about the second year, and you said when you first got here as a first-year student, uh, there was an adjustment and you trying to figure out uh, your, your place here. So talk a little bit more about that first-year experience and, and what, was that, what that was like. So my first-year experience, it was awesome. I had an amazing first year. It's just looking back and all of the things that changed for me and the growth that was there, um, it actually makes me really happy to think about it because there are so many changes that happened. I would say that the biggest change that I noticed was coming from a big city, living in Philadelphia, and I actually lived downtown um, in Philadelphia, like right by the city hall. And so 
the first big change was just the fresh air. This area is so like bright, uh, so much greenery, so few people, easy parking. So I was immediately struck by that and the ability to, you know, go to a vineyard or climb a, a climb a mountain just so easily on any weekend. That was so incredible for me to first experience. When I moved here in August, I actually didn't do Darden before Darden. I, I moved in early and then I just kind of hung around and explored the town a bit before school started with orientation. And so I, I really just explored a lot of different things. I had made a to-do list of different activities that I wanted to, to do. So from apple picking to um, climbing humpback rock to just exploring a downtown mall. Um, I didn't realize that this was going to be such a high leisurely city. So there's a lot of great massage places here and you just, you know, self-care is, is, is really um, something I didn't anticipate being so, you know, exposed to while I was here. And so I, I just did a lot of exploring the first, the first month that I was here. And then as school started, I wasn't, I was in section D. So I, I, I didn't know anyone in section D too well, because although I was a part of the consortium and I got to meet a few of my classmates, we were all virtual. So there wasn't like we got to meet in person during the um, that consortium OP conference over the summer, like the most previous class did or future classes will be able to do. And so I, I was a part of a couple group chats and I, I knew a few people, but I really didn't know anyone too well. And it wasn't until I think the first Darden Cup event where I really got to get to know more people very well as I actually participated in the three-legged race to represent Section D. And although I didn't win and I broke a nail while I was doing the race, it was still a, a very fun bonding experience for me and a lot of my classmates. And from there, just going to more events and trying to put myself out there, I actually ran for the social chair and was elected social chair for the section. So I was really involved with planning a lot of the activities to get our classmates to bond. And that was a lot of the ways that I got to meet a lot of people. I will say consortium events as well. I got very much so involved in, in those events, hosting like small dinners and different ways for us to really just get to know each other on a different level outside of the classroom or the studying experience. And then over time, I will say I, I made my close friend group because I had a car. And when I was kind of testing out getting to Darden, from where I live, which is one of the apartments very close by. One thing that you know, obviously, Brett, is that it, the, it sometimes rains sporadically here. And I was walking to class and, or walking to campus, class I didn't start yet, but I just wanted to, you know, test out the walk. And on one day it started raining, like a torrential downpour and soaked me. And so um, I decided after that point that I was going to drive to class and I met my friend group because one day it was like downpouring and I saw them all thinking about how they were going to get to class. And I said, Hey, you want to get in my car and get a, have a ride to campus. I have a parking spot. And then from there we became friends and we're still friends to this day. And some, most of the girls, and I, I just know for a fact that we're going to be friends the rest of our lives because we've become so close over the time that we've been here. Just think about the, the sort of randomness of like oh the rain like the meteorological conditions these people happen to be looking for a ride or like out there kind of wondering how am i going to get to class and yet you manage to make these kind of personal connections i think to me i think one of the nice things about darden is the scale of it right that you can it feels manageable it's like 
335 or so students in the full time in a full time MBA class. Um, so being able to kind of meet people, yes, it feels daunting, but you can make it smaller pretty pretty quickly. Although this is the first time I've ever heard about the weather bringing people together. So <laughs> yeah, um, I will definitely say that at certain points throughout the year, especially as it got cold, because at first it was like that was going to be like a one time thing, and then as I saw them another day, and it was someone was running late and then I brought them in a ride and then we became a carpool group. And then every day moving forward at 8 a.m. or more so 7.40 was the meeting time outside of the apartment we would meet and then we would ride to, to, to Darden and, and just from there it, it sort of blossomed. Well, I, I love that. Um, what was the biggest adjustment for you in, in your first year? I, reacting to this sort of pre-med English uh, cinema studies. I mean, was business cool? Just the content and adjustment for you? I will say it was definitely the content adjustment for sure. I had learned how to pretty much teach myself any sort of subject matter that I was selling and to educate myself on like the industry in which I was speaking into to be able to effectively sell those products in my work life. But um, the the case method i think really appealed to me because it was a lot of reading but i wasn't prepared necessarily for just how to retain and track all the information so the biggest adjustment was learning how to consume as much at the same pace that we were learning at darden because as you know the first year class you have five classes and each of these classes are on they go pretty deep into different subjects you know from finance to accounting to a decision analysis and in leading organizations and marketing. And they go, they go very deep. So you want to be able, you can't remember everything. And so figuring out a way to take notes and I, that was an adjustment for me. I eventually had um, developed, decided to take binders to class with just blank sheets of paper. And I had color coded pens and I, as we would be talking throughout explaining an equation and different terms that would be used for something else, I would kind of mark up this, this, sheet of paper with all the terms and you know this also means this and it also means this just to kind of keep track of everything um and that served me very very well um i'm a very systematic type of person so i need to know you know this step first and then you do this and then you do this and this is what you should look for and i you know being i certainly was able to follow it in class and participate fine but just when it came to uh different quizzes or things like that. If, if that took a little bit of an adjustment to get used to, but it was something like once I had this, this sort of pattern of being able to track and keep things for myself, I, I knew I would be fine. How did you come up with that binder idea? I've talked with a lot of students. I haven't heard this kind of color coding and, and binder. Was that inspired by a conversation or just did you come to it on your own? Um, I think I came to it on my own. There was a certain point in the, the learning where I was like, you know, I need like an index sheet. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying, you know, in finance, one of those terms is a cost of equity, but that's also referred to as CAPM. And it, it, it stands for, you know, risk-free rate plus the beta times the market risk premium. And like in that moment, I was just like, you know, I need to, I just need to write it all down. And, and, and then it just like clicked at that certain point. And then from there, it just evolved. Well, I loved your point, um, drawing upon your sales experience of like how you had gotten pretty comfortable with learning about a lot of things. I think that's that's true. And of course, in business school, everybody's learning about something. Something's new. You're being exposed to a different kind of problem, different environment. Um, but also recognizing it sounds like you also had to think about how you learn best 
or like how do you retain information? Do you feel like you have a better understanding now about how you even learn? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, there's so many new concepts that you're taught. And I think also to one thing that's challenging is that when you're a first year, you're getting these cases and these cases are you know, several pages long, sometimes over 20 pages with graphs and things. So even how you can not only learn information, but scan through information and seek, like pull out the, the necessary points of, you know, what's the setting? What's the problem? Who's involved? How are they trying to solve it? You know, what are the considerations and things like that? It, it, you definitely uh, perfect that throughout your MBA experience here. Yeah, I always think when you're learning through this kind of case method approach, that sort of class feedback loop of like, what do we talk about in class? What did I see? What did I miss? And then incorporating that into your next approach. Like as you read, you're getting better, but class is like such an important part of, of mm -hmm. that feedback loop. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they're all real business experiences. And so it's uh, something that I felt was very useful in my internship, being able to synthesize information in the same rapid pace. It, I feel like it really made me stand out against my peers during the summer too. I want to stay a little bit with your internship experience. I, I hear from students from time to time here on the podcast that certainly when they get to the end of the core, you know, they get into the elect, first elective quarter there at the very end of the first year, there's kind of a moment where you feel like you turned a corner. But I also hear from folks when they go to their internship that they realize how much they've learned and how much they've grown and just like, it all kind of makes sense on some level to them. I mean, was that your experience, Megan? I will say that it was. Uh, my internship was in corporate finance. And I, you know, as I mentioned, I was in sales before. So this was a career pivot for me. And I will say that I walked in there and I was a little bit nervous at first. You know, I had never worked in this, an actual finance function before. So I, you know, had reviewed a lot of things before going into the internship and downloaded all of the tech notes that were provided with all of our classes. And I was surprised to see how much I, I really knew and how, how impressed they were with my skills. I actually was complimented on my Excel skills very early on. And that was something that coming into Darden, I, I had, you know, relatively okay skills in Excel, but they certainly, I didn't consider them masterful. And, and now I do. Uh, and so there's just certain things that you don't even realize that you're growing in or ways that you're learning and you're always anticipating and, and thinking about, you know, what might be asked or what's next to think ahead. And it's just a different, there's so many skill sets, like just not even from just like the knowledge, but just the soft skills as well too, and how you approach problems that really I think uh, manifested themselves very well in the internship. Yeah. The other thing that I sometimes hear from students is around just when you get called on and asked for your perspective or what do you think about this? I know you've had a lot of practice with that. Let's put it that way over the past year. Yes. Uh, so the cold call is, is something that some people dread, <laughs> but it, I think it does it's, it's one of those muscles that, you know, the more you flex it, the stronger you get at it. And certainly during your internships, it's something that you become really, you know, proud, like happy that you, you strengthened. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, my manager would come by and ask, you know, where we are with this or, you know, what I think about X, Y, Z, or did I hear, you know, 
something else had happened and you have to react pretty fast. And so taking the time to not only not be shocked by the question, you know, as you might be, you know, perhaps in a classroom and being shocked by the question that comes your way, you, you, you have to you settle yourself and, and that practice of settling yourself to be able to think clearly, that's something that only comes with practice. Yeah, for our listeners who may be wondering about what a cold call is, well, there are times in the Darden classroom where the professor will just call on you and you didn't raise your hand. And yet it's your opportunity to participate. So <laughs> it is part of the experience. And uh, maybe the first time it happens, maybe some some heart palpitations, some butterflies. But uh, as uh, Megan notes, it is a muscle. You get more used to it. And uh, it is kind of how things work in the real world, too. Uh, I can't tell you how many students have talked about being cold called on conference calls and at meetings and all kinds of things as they've done their summer internship. So um, thank you, Megan, for indulging all my internship related questions. So you're here um, now in the second year. You had uh, you'd mentioned as we started the conversation that you kind of have this sense of confidence. Um, where do you feel like that's come from? Uh, what's the what's the origin of that? I think a little bit of it comes from just the general belief in myself. So coming into business school, having had a lot of experience and then seeing how accomplished all of my peers are, there were definitely certain moments where I, you know, second guessed a couple things and got a little bit, you know, worried about being able to stand out here or survive here, or, you know, land a, um, keep a, keep a job. Like, cause I'd already, you know, I came into, to Darden having already, been successful with recruiting for my internship, but I, I was just nervous. And so I think that the confidence comes from knowing that I can do this and I am doing this and I belong here and I make a difference here. And so all of those things can really contributed to my confidence. And as I think about coming to, to grounds every day, it's, it's like, you know, I, I know I'm going to make a difference and I can make someone smile in the hall, at least at some point during the day. And I can say something in a class to contribute to, to contribute to the conversation, to move it forward. And I've done the work. And so that I think really brings me a lot of confidence. Well, let's talk about how you're spending your time here uh, during the second year, you're taking electives, of course, <laughs> but you're also a president of BBSA. Um, you want to tell us a little bit more about what BBSA is? Sure. So BBSA stands for the Black Business Student Association, and it is an affinity group here on campus. And so what we are is we're a group of individuals, both Black identifying and people who are, you know, just interested in Black culture here on campus. And right now, our membership stands at over 125 students. So we are community celebrating Black culture, and we do a mix of social events. So from, you know, a welcome back party to a Halloween mixer or a wine bus to also doing a lot of, you could say, cultural activities as well, too. So a lot of times at Darden, you learn about different economies and different parts of the world and how business is impacting the way that the people live in those economies. And, and, you know, we feel like it's important to bring that sort of study internally as well as with the United States. And so within the Black Business Student Association this year, we're doing a whole series around the economics of being Black in America. So from a an introduction to what redlining is and how it has impacted the Black community to understanding real estate development 
in the history of real estate development in the United States and from residential to commercial properties and actually doing a walking tour within Charlottesville with a professor. We're also doing a, a whole workshop as well around how you can truly be the change to addressing the racial wealth gap. And these are all different types of programming that we do is open to all of our members, but it's really important that we educate people to the, di the different nuances of what it is to be Black in America, Black in the world, and, and how you can be the change there um, for, an, and whether you're a Black identifying member or an ally to the community. And then lastly, outside of the cultural and social items, we do a, a number of professional things. So we have corporate sponsors who are sponsoring the, the club, and we're actually doing like work-based skills workshops. So things such as, you know, skills that are useful to be successful in those companies or just be successful in general in business are, are workshops that we're doing with these corporate partners that are panels with their senior leadership and, you know, warm introductions. So anyone in the club who's interested in a certain type of field, do an introduction to the recruiter and, you know, know when they're coming to campus and just general, you know, reception type private events to make sure that all the members of the club get jobs, no matter, you know, what background you have. If, if you care about diversity in, in the school and the world, you know, we want to support you in, in all of your, your dreams, um, both, you know, personally and professionally. Well, you're president of the organization. Um, you only have so much time in 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 a day, in a week. How did you decide this is where you wanted to spend your time and you wanted to take on this leadership role? Well, I think that I knew I wanted to be a part of the club at first um, last year. So I came on the campus and I realized there wasn't that much African-American representation here on campus. There was a lot of studies about um, other parts of the world, um, Africa especially, but the number of African-American students was, was, was relatively low. So I wanted to be a part of that to help provide context to, you know, black, being black in America. I mean, my family, as I mentioned, like we, we can only trace our family history back into slavery. So we are American. And I, I knew I wanted to be a part of that conversation on campus. I wanted to be a leader on campus because when the opportunity came up for positions towards the end of the year, I had gotten so involved with the group that I felt like I would really help to further the mission. I, I knew kind of how the group previously operated. I knew kind of the thinking of the previous leadership. And I had my own dreams of how I wanted the club to evolve. And I, I really thought that I would be a good leader to continue that and, and to grow that. Um, really manifest those thoughts about it. And I'm, I'm also very organized and I feel like there's a, a, always a need within club leadership to be, you know, on top of things and, you know, plan ahead. So that way you have an idea of, you know, what's coming up and quick to respond to emails and things like that as, you know, you're engaging with not only the alumni of the school, but the current students and, you know, potential students coming into Darden. And so I felt like it, it would, you know, it would be a challenge, obviously, um, but it was something I wanted to try, and I think I'm doing an all right job at it so far. <laughs> well, I loved hearing the things that you have planned for this year. How did you decide this is where we're going to spend our time? That we're going to do this multi-part series on the economics of being Black in America and then these kinds of topics, and then, of course, uh, the employment stuff. How, how did you decide that's where you wanted to take the organization? Yeah, so I decided that through a number of conversations. So I always think that 
two, three, multiple minds are better than one. And so I had mentioned that I went to a, a, actually an event last year on like in the town. So there's a community, there's a, a lot of community groups and they throw different events. And I went to a networking event here in Charlottesville and someone said, Oh, like, did you know, like we do walking tours here and there's so much history that you could just walk through the town and learn it. And I'm like, wow, that'd be awesome for the club. And so from there, I, I brought that up to my VP of events because I have a board. So um, there's 11 of us. And so 10 people are, they, they, they own different verticals within the club. And so I brought that to my head of events and she started to look into it and she was like, you know, Hey, there's, you know, so many resources here. And, and she really helped to fabricate the idea. And then we weaved it into, you know, some of our other commitments. So based on the experience that I saw last year, you know, the beginning of the year, the fall is really, really the, the prime recruiting time. So most of our early activities are geared towards recruiting. Obviously we had some, you know, mixers in the very beginning, just to you know make sure people got to know each other, felt comfortable in town, because that's what I felt like I needed when I first got here. And same with a lot of my peers get into the recruiting things. And then we, you know, as you're more indoors, you know, what can you do? It's kind of like you have your group. So we, you know, you probably want to learn a little bit, something different than your, what you're getting in class. You might want to do some mixers with some other groups. So we're doing a karaoke with the a- Asian business club at Darden. And we're, you know, going into the springtime, you want to do some more things outdoors. So um, as we get to the warm, warm, beautiful weather in the spring, we're doing some stuff with the outdoors club. And that's when, you know, obviously we're going to do some vineyard exploration and get to know some of the the wine enthusiasts that are also black here in Charlottesville and, and go from there. And then in the spring, we'll, we'll finish with our gala, which is going to be an opportunity to go to our DC location and, and have a big grand thing to connect our alumni, current students and our sponsors. Wow. That is a very full year of activity. <laughs> My yeah. gosh. Um, make no small plans. I love, I love that. Um, so much going on. Are there other things that you're looking forward to? in your in your second year? Certainly. I think that I'm really excited to take some of the classes. I think the elective, obviously the core classes were great. I learned a fantastic, phenomenal foundation, but the elective classes are excellent here. And there, uh, there have been a few that I've had my eye on that I want to take specifically within the world of finance and some of the ones like centered around leadership. Um, so just to give you an idea, Last year, one of my favorite classes was taught by Peter Bellamy. It, it's on Pass to Power. And that class, for me personally, taught me so much around, you know, the nuances of how to navigate the corporate world. And so I'm really excited about some of the other elective classes related to, you know, corporate growth and, and, and really how to excel in the business space. In addition to that, I'm really looking forward to taking some more specific corporate finance classes, just so that way when I go into my full-time role after Darden, I'm really prepared and ready to excel. Well, I wonder what advice you would share with our prospective student listeners. Um, What would you encourage them to think about as they start off on their MBA journeys? I would encourage them to come into Darden with an open mind. You know, being open to going to that dinner that you were invited to from someone you don't know or who doesn't have anything in common with you, being open to go to 
a club meeting for an industry that may not have been the absolute top of your list or the company that may not have been, you know, your ideal company coming in. The more open-minded you are about different experiences and just saying, you know what, I'm just going to try it out or an opportunity, you know, that you haven't, you think you may not actually be qualified for just going for it. I, I mean, I took, over, took this over this mindset of just shooting my shot. So just trying new things. And that has opened up so many doors for me from, from like job opportunities to, you know, this club opportunity. You know, I was kind of unsure of even whether or not I wanted to be a first liaison last year. I mean, I knew I wanted to be involved in the club, but I was like, you know, they're not going to pick me. And then, and then they did. And then that opened up, you know, being so involved with the club. And then now, you know, here I am as president of BBSA. So I think the more open-minded you are with people and opportunities and things, the more great of an experience you can have with Darden. And I think Darden is one of those experiences where you get what you get, what you put into it. So the more that you invest in trying to get to know your section, the, the more rich of an experience you'll have, the more you try to interact with your professors, the more they'll open up new insights for you and, and, and vice versa with friends as well, too. It's, it's, it's just an incredible experience. And although it, <laughs> the case method and, you know, can seem a little bit daunting to some who are, you know, a little bit shy of talking, it, it, it brings you outside of yourself to get to know yourself in a different version than, than how you knew yourself coming in. And sometimes it's really refreshing to just get out of your environment. You know, you've been around these people for however many years, whether you you're coming from a state where you've always lived there, or you've come from a different country where you've always lived there. There's, there's something unique that comes out of you as an individual when you're in this environment where you might even get like affirmations from people around you. Like, wow, I, I, I never saw myself like that, but then you start to become this version of yourself. And I think you only emerge, you know, much stronger in the end. I love that idea about being able to redefine yourself. You're not stuck to who you were or who people think you're supposed to be that when you come to a new place, you you're starting anew, so to speak. Um, that's that's so powerful. It's so rare to get to do that, by the way. It is, it is, and it's so awesome too that Darden is so. It's it's so you know separate and like in its own little bubble. People like to describe it as like the Darden bubble, which is it's kind of awesome because it's almost like a its own little space where you can you know grow and develop, and you're not because we're you know a couple hours from the next big city you really spend a lot of time here. And so when you do go back home for the holidays, people notice the change in you. And I remember I went home on the first break and everyone said, wow, you seem so much happier. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, I just got out of exams. I'm so you know worried about how my grades are and all of this stuff, but I truly was a lot happier. And um, I think the change a lot really is from being, you know, just redefining who I was and how I wanted to show up. Was that validating to have people you've known for a long time, maybe even family members, uh, loved ones say to you, gosh, Megan, you, you seem so much happier. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. Sometimes you don't even see the growth until you know, someone shines a mirror on, you know, where you were the year before or even a few months before. And it's, it's, it's really nice to see. It's really nice to see. This is truly a place where you can chart your own path and, you know, choose, what you want to do, who you want to be. 
I mean, obviously keeping the core, you know, things about yourself that are great, but you can shed, you know, bad habits. You can try new things. You can try new hobbies, pick up new things. I went skiing for the first time <laughs> last year and, you know, that it was really fun. And, you know, that's something that I want to continue to do. And, you know, just my other hobbies as well, they've all grown tremendously. And so it's been really great. Well, Megan, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast and best of luck to the, BB, to the BBSA. Uh, in the in the coming year and everything that you have going on, gosh, a very very full uh, full slate of activities. Awesome, thank you so much, and I, I really appreciate you asking me to be on here. And um, it was wonderful speaking with you and sharing about my experience. And I hope everyone listening to this podcast decides to um, give Darden a shot. It's an amazing amazing place. And that was my interview with Megan Scott, a second year student in our full time MBA class of 2023. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.